Hey there, and welcome to Throw Up Thursday. I'm your host, Dr. J.J. Kelly, the punk rock doc. Hello, and welcome to Throw Up Thursday, where you come barf your problems and you leave feeling so much better. I'm your host, Dr. J.J. Kelly. I'm the punk rock doc. I am the CEO and founder of Unorthodox, Inc., a punk alternative to traditional psychotherapy. Been working on that. Hey, Olivia is going to join us here in a second, one of the docs at Unorthodox. These are advanced students in emotional intelligence skills, and they mentor each other. They do peer counseling. We're going to get some younger kids involved here. Hello, Grace. Hello, Corey. And what else? Community outreach. Once, you know, less germs, we'll get back to the feels on wheels, that kind of thing. So if you have any questions about that, you can go to drjjkelly.com. Meanwhile, I will let Olivia in and we will start with the questions of today. Ask any questions. Thanks. It's my kimono. Yes, I'm living in my kimono these days. Uh... The way this works is you can ask a question in the comments. Hey, Olivia. Hello. But otherwise, we have something. Pre- we have questions prepared from people where we just answer them. You know, because it's fun and it's free, and you're outside. Hooray! I'm outside, and my cat is right here, and I'm giving her some Let pets. See. Let me see. <laughs> um, okay, here she is. This is Doozy. She's a big fat cat. Can you see? Her? Oh my gosh! Here she is. She's Hi, so sweet. Hello. Do you want to throw up anything for Throw Up Thursday? <laughs> a fur ball? I'm sure perhaps? that cat yeah. wants to throw up something for Throw Up Thursday. <laughs> Isn't it nice that we have some blue sky? Oh my God. I'm really trying to like breathe in all of the air and so, and it's hot. Uh-huh. It feels like summer. It's yep. so nice. I've like We're took a shower it. when I got home. So I have like the wet hair in the sun, which is like such a summer feeling. Yeah. Totally. Cry. Oh, All you right. You cry if you want to. We don't have to be <laughs> tough here. We're just emotionally intelligent, and that includes crying for joy and for pain. So, Absolutely. such a grieving, like feeling in the oh air. God. I mean, yeah. whoa! People are I got- shedding old shit in order to expand. Whoa! Yeah, I got a um. You know the pattern that app. It's like a okay. horoscopy kind of app thing. It's like better than CoStar. But I got an alert the other day and it was like, you might be noticing some tension in the air. And it was like a very intense day at work. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah, that probably doesn't mean anything. No, no, not just like everyone is like anxiety dumping the second that they step into the cafe and there's like hella aggro people just out and about. Yeah, because everyone's yep. really using their skills in a really like clear and concise way. In this, no, way. they need emotional intelligence <laughs> skills, and I have I have empathy for you, and I also have empathy for people. Because why are we not taught about yeah. emotions in school? This is my life goal. All right, so. Absolutely. What okay. We got on the docket for questions. All right. I got yeah. one question. Grace is here, so I'll start with Grace's question. Oh, lovely. Okay. So they said, 
I'm feeling anxious and sad about it being my last semester of undergrad and also really frustrated at the mess that is Mills bureaucracy right now. And I'm having a hard time making space for the excitement that I feel about this semester and graduating. Any tips on staying grounded in the present and planning for post-grad without future tripping? I mean, that's, I think what, what this question has in it is the, uh, the complexity of emotions, you know, mm -hmm. excitement with frustration. Hey, Erica. Um, you know, sadness of being done, excitement about the future. Like, yeah, we want emotions to come in one at a time so we can deal with them as if that would make people deal with them more. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and it's just not how it works anyway. So, you know, we got to handle both. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the answer is a little bit embedded in this question. And future tripping is what's already happening, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's an AA term. Um, mm -hmm. But how do I stay grounded in the present while not future tripping? Well, being grounded in the present is the opposite of future yeah. tripping. So in our DDT, the easiest way to do that is to just notice when your mind goes to the future, which is definitely going to kick up anxiety. So then you wanna, you wanna validate the fear about the unknown Notice it without judging it and then bring it back to the present. And how do you do that? You could just say to yourself, oh, I noticed that I'm future tripping right now and it's making mm -hmm. me anxious. That's okay. I, what am I going to choose to do? We validate, then we problem solve. We validate it. Now, what do I want to do about it? I'm going to redirect my energy into the present. Take a few deep breaths. Because the whole gig with getting yeah. in the present is it removes the stimulus for fear. If yeah. you are in the present, that means there isn't anything else. There is no future. There is no past. There's only the present. So you don't have the stimulus for sadness and regret. You don't have the stimulus for panic and worry because the present is all there is. So there's only the breathing. That's where we best problem solve from. So you can mm -hmm. decide mindfully then once you get yourself in the present, it might be a day where planning for the future is the mindfulness, the mindful thing to do. So it's mm -hmm. not, it's not automatically future tripping to think about the future. Future tripping is thinking about the future and it spikes anxiety. That's, then you start getting emotionally dysregulated and then you have to mindfully come back to baseline and decide, okay, you know what? I'm waking up a little bit worried every day now. Mm -hmm. What is it I want to do about this worry? It doesn't seem to be going away. It's not just compulsive. It's for a reason. I'm validating yeah. it. Okay. That's bringing it down. Now, what do I want to do about it? Maybe you want to write out every crazy possibility for graduation if you find that your your anxiety is then going up discontinue for a second mm -hmm. bring back it's supposed to be fun if it's like what do i want to do when i graduate or like what do i want to do before i graduate what do i yeah. want to accomplish this semester if you can hey Allie, if you can stay a little bit closer to present Okay, well, it's my last semester. I'm radically accepting that. 
okay, what do I want to do? What are my goals? What have I not done yet? Mm -hmm. Don't fucking worry about the bureaucracy at Mills. That is a shit show. And that's not even... Just... It sounds like a little bit of intellectualization in order oh, to like... Which Grace is known for. Yeah, yeah. Like that All you fuckers like every... are known for that to some extent because they're <laughs> well, so goddamn smart. smart. I know. <laughs> yeah, real smart. Yeah, y'all use your intellect to trip out and imagine mm -hmm. worst case scenarios, which actually, if mindfully done, I'm not against that either. Because when you think about worst case scenario, it usually seems so ridiculous. It's like, oh, and then yeah. it's kind of grounding. So you're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck am I even worried about? Okay. All right. All right. So, yes. Do I think it's intellectualization? Sure. We all do that. Yes. If you find that the thoughts are repetitive, like you can even use the intellectualization defense as a mm -hmm. cue to get more mindful. You notice that you're doing it. Don't judge it because then you'll be down that road and it's not a mindful road. Yeah. So just be like, okay, I'm intellectualizing the shit out of this situation. What does that mean? What am I feeling yeah. now? Oh, I'm kind of worrying about the future. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to take a couple of breaths. It's okay. It's new. I don't know what's going to happen. It's the unknown. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm going to be worried about it. That's cool. So I don't want to blow my whole day worrying about what may or may not happen. What the fuck do I actually want to do here? Yeah. And then choose according to your values. Grace has got this. You For know sure. how it is, though? Like, I was talking earlier, like, all week it's been grieving stuff. This is the yeah. ending of something. Yeah. So you want to honor everything you've done in your time at school and celebrate that too. You want a future, yeah. trip, future trip on the party you're going to have yeah. when you graduate. It's going to be so much better than other people who graduated this year. You know, like, yeah, you could future trip about happy shit too. What do you want to say, Olivia? Yeah, I mean, I think you covered it. It's like so easy to validate the fear of all. It's like so scary and so exciting. And I think, you know, fear and excitement like live right next to each other in the brain or like and nervousness and the chest. And so it's really it's easy. Or so thing. Or like stomach. Like it's like that's their feelings are so close together that I've had a problem. Like I, not a problem, but like. Sometimes well, you can choose one, maybe a problem. I was like, maybe I don't want to say a problem. Yeah, but like I've done that in the past where I've really confused those two feelings. And if you're feeling both of them at the same time, that's like so fucking intense. Yeah. But this whole <laughs> thing is like about the gray. Like there's so many emotions that are going on of like happy, sadness, like maybe a little bit of anger, like that it's not happening the way that you wanted it to, maybe like some grief about, you know, this chapter of your life being over, joy, love that you like got there, like pride, like every- Pride, yes. Yep. Oh shoot, you froze. Hmm. Well. there maybe Olivia will go off and come back but I wanted to say that I think that both fear and excitement are an activating emotion there's something that you can feel that's like 
tingly in your body. And, and I do think you want to check out chest, but you know, everybody's different. So, you know, think about what excitement feels like in your body. Think about past times when you've been excited. Where do you feel that? Think about fear. When I feel fear, where do I feel that in my body? That way you're getting mindful ahead of time when the shit hits the fan, you've already got some emotional intelligence about your experience of the emotion of fear, about your experience of the emotion of excitement and joy. The body is a nice, another way to use cues. Like I was saying before, if you have repetitive thoughts, that's a cue to ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And then validate it. Same idea here with the body. If you're not sure what you're feeling, be like, okay, well, where am I feeling this in my body? Okay, well, when I have a fluttery stomach like this, what emotion is that? You can use all these different senses and sensations as a way of increasing your emotional intelligence skills. Welcome back. My phone <laughs> overheated. Okay. Oh, because it's so nice out. Isn't that a lovely problem to have? Yeah. <laughs> I think the last words I said were the whole range of the human, you know, emotion or whatever. And then... Did you see Allie's comment? She was no. She said, oh, man, and she was killing it. <laughs> I was in the zone. Yeah. Did you want to finish anything up there or did it derail you? It derailed me, but okay. my phone was even like, this is fire. <laughs> we got to cool down. <laughs> Totally. Oh, okay, so should we do one more? Did we answer? Yeah, that? sure. I have one. Um, so it's like not as fun as that one, but it sounds interesting already with your hesitation. <laughs> okay, so basically, I've been noticing that I've always had a little like antenna towards energy towards me, and I've been getting a lot of attention and energy thrown at me, especially being in downtown and going to work all the time, but which is like, whatever. But there's been this guy that's coming into work pretty like almost every day now who's houseless and I think is like not there. And he is like, has threat is threatening me when I when he's in the store. And it's happening every day now where he comes in and I was on break today but I could hear him like asking where I was and looking for me. And it's really like starting, it's like really fucking scary and infuriating and makes me really sad because I know that he's like sick and there's not a lot yeah. that can be done about it. So what are some ways to help like cope with the adrenaline of being in that situation and like help myself come down from it um, yeah. without getting too caught up in it that's really the gosh that's so hard because you know in service jobs you're kind of captive there right and so and you know in service to the customer um first of all you said it's scary it's infuriating and i'm sad too mm -hmm. so you distanced yourself from those first two emotions okay. and you owned the sadness interesting Right? Maybe that's like a pattern for me. <laughs> so 
I can understand why you'd want to do that. I just, as you know, language matters. So I would start with validating all the emotions that you have about it. I mean, politically speaking, I think sad is obviously the one that's more socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. To feel, acknowledge, validate, and verbalize. Yeah. So we might have some, when we have an encounter like that, we might have some unjustified shame or guilt about feeling scared, about feeling mad, any kind of mad, frustrated, any of that. So I think that's what makes this question so amazing is because it gets at the nuances of how we have socially prescribed acceptable emotions and that Mm -hmm. is not how they work and in fact that is really potentially dangerous Mm -hmm. to deny anger the emotion that tells us our boundaries are being crossed fear the one that tells us if we might actually be in harm's way so and it doesn't make you like a person that hates people without houses and it doesn't make you a racist or elitist or whatever to Mm -hmm. feel all those feelings in fact i i have always argued that validating those feelings is important in order to facilitate anti-racist thinking Mm anti-elitist anti whatever Mm -hmm. thinking because it might get at unintentional racism, classes, you know, any of that. And that's important too, particularly as people of privilege, white, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we wanna wanna ask ourselves the hard questions in order to be real allies in anything Mm -hmm. that isn't where we live. So that's, this is this multi-layered. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what are the threats? Give me an example of one. Like, are um, you actually in physical danger? I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's actually going to harm me, but he thinks I'm his, I'm his daughter. And so he's like, like he was in the store last week for 30 minutes, following me around, pointing at me and going like, I'm going to whoop your ass. Like, don't oh, you no, look at your no. mother. Like, you know no 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 and what is um your boss or whatever the person in she's trying so we're working with a security guard to make sure that he's there but the security the company is like not good um and she was like we were trying to do what we could to not call the police and like looking for ambassadors it was not no one being helpful she was like running like we're at a loss at this point because we're trying to find Will, alternative, will but... the mobile crisis unit come to Oakland? Maybe. I, I mean, that is my very short answer is yeah. get some mental health professionals there. Yeah. So even if Berkeley mobile crisis unit doesn't come down to Oakland, they'll know who you can call in Oakland yeah. other than the police. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if you're if you're being like actually verbally threatened, 
Okay, so I have a, I think you have a right to not experience that. At yeah. Work. And where this come, where the rubber meets the road here is there might come a point where you don't go into work unless the security guard is there. Yeah. Like, th this is a major fucking liability, too, for yes. the owner. So Yeah, she's pissed. She's, like, really, she's, yeah, we're, I feel supported by her. Okay, um, great. Through this, which is great. She's, like, really apologetic. She, like, made sure that I was, like, she told me to stay in the back when he was in there today and like yes. totally good. So that's all good. Um, but yeah, there's like, it's just fucking, I'm pissed. Like, don't fucking talk to me like that. Like, I don't deserve to be treated like that when I'm at my fucking job. I don't want to be oh, just, dude. yeah, Except like that person's mentally ill. I know. I know. I know. Like Oakland has a crisis team. Oh, thank you, Grace. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are services. You just got to figure out what they are. At the end mm -hmm. of the day, your safety is your responsibility. I do think, obviously, it's shared responsibility with the owner. And that's great that you feel supported. Um, something has to happen, though. Yeah, for like sure. Like, now. Um, and, by the way, you can always just walk off that job. I don't mean quit. I mean, maybe, mm -hmm. but that's not what I mean. Yeah. Obviously, no job like that in particular is worth putting yourself in harm's way. Like, you're not working, you know, at San Francisco General. You know, like, you're not yeah. to work <laughs> in a lockdown yeah. facility, psychiatric facility. Um, so there's actual danger because nobody has any knowledge professional knowledge about yeah. psychiatric care. So you need someone who has that knowledge on site. Yes. Otherwise, it's not safe for you to be there. It's not emotionally safe. I don't know if it's physically safe. Yeah. Underreacting is not a great place to be. Obviously, overreacting isn't either. Yet, mm -hmm. I don't I don't, I'm, I'd be less worried about you overreacting. You're already talking about mindfully, like trying to keep the police out of a mental health crisis situation. Mm -hmm. um, yet you need protection. You do need protection here. Yeah. So find some or don't go. Yeah. Like if you took, you took a week off of work, you said that to the owner, like one, I'll, I I will happily come back once this situation is contained. Until then, mm -hmm. I'm not coming into work. Yeah. Um, do you think that you could do that? Yeah, definitely. Great. As someone who very much cares about you and has been <laughs> responsible partially mm -hmm. for your safety in the past, I very much am in favor of that move. Yeah. And if you need a doctor, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not a great situation to be in, dude. Mm -mm. And going to the back, great. And support from the owner, great. But, like, this shit is not contained. No. So, um, 
I would be very interested what the other docs have to say about this situation yeah. as well. I think that this is universally something that we struggle with and ought to struggle with. This is a major fucking societal issue that needs to be solved from the top down so that we're not trying to solve it from the bottom up. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, you know, you know me, I'm in mental health. I think it's fucked up. I'm trying to change it. So I'm very much, yeah, I'm with you on this. Yeah. Please don't ignore your emotions, okay? Even, even the ones you might feel shame for, unjustified or justified. You might mm -hmm. actually have fear that comes from bias, and you are certainly mature enough to take a look at that complexity, and we can talk about it not on a lie, you know, like one-on-one. Because yeah. on one. that's important to take a look at that, to have the guts and the, the intelligence and maturity and wisdom to ask these hard questions of ourselves. Because a lot of it is programmed in and we can only deprogram that shit by taking yeah. an actual realistic look at it. So that was very brave to ask that. Um, you, I could hear in the cadence of how you started asking the question that you were worried about it. I can see why now. Yeah. Good yeah, job. it's really scary. Yeah. And scary also about being judged for saying it. Yeah. Publicly. Yeah. Good job, dude. I applaud <laughs> that courage. Nice work. Please don't put yourself in danger. That's going to make me fucking worry about you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Nice work. This is the level. <laughs> I'm so proud of all the docs. This is the level of complexity that we do. I mean, you all are just so, like, growing so beautifully. It's such a privilege to watch. Oh my gosh, I fucking love you guys. <laughs> All right. Love. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. We will be back each Thursday, 4 p.m. PST for Throw Up Thursday. I hope you can, you got some barf out of ya. You leave feeling a little bit better. And if you didn't, you can always do the drjjkelly.com and I'll do a free consult with you and see. I said it in the beginning too. Did you hear? I did hear, but amazing. Love it. Get better. Out, baby. Bye. Bye, Corey. Bye, Allie. Bye, everyone. Bye. I love you guys. Get in touch with me, Dr. JJ Kelly, the punk rock doc at drjjkelly.com.